Hello there, and you're very welcome to another episode of the Ark of Avengers Fantasy Football Premier League Podcast. You join me, the host, along with Eamon and Hector, where we take a look to see how the managers in this league are getting on in their quest to be crowned the champion 2021-22. Well, good evening, listeners. Gentlemen, nice to have you back. Thank you. It's very nice to be back, so it is. Another episode, it's a quiet week with the international breaks on, no football, but we're here as always. That's right, yes, we are here and uh, it's nice to be here. I want to give a big shout out to everybody. Yes, indeed, I think, you know, we've got an interesting show tonight, lads, and I think our listeners are really going to enjoy this. And But before we go any further, can we give a big thank you and a big shout out to all our listeners? We had listeners for our last episode in Ireland, the United States, Germany, Canada, the United Kingdom, Pakistan, Comoros. They all took the time to listen. And for that, we say thank you very much. Sorry, what was that last place? Comoros. Where is that? Ah, this is an island country out in the Indian Ocean. One of our newest listeners. I've never heard of it in my life, so I haven't. Well, now, Eamon, there you go. We have listeners coming from all over the place. And you know something? As the old saying goes, learn something new every day. You certainly do. Now, Eamon, how are you after Bernard's email? You got a little bit hot under the collar last week. Are you okay? Yes, I'm perfectly fine. And look, Bernard is entitled to send in his email. But I also am entitled to defend the stance that I take and the views and the comments that I give out about the managers here and even the players also. Well, you certainly do that, Eamon. You know, we cannot say it, but you have a a way of expressing things. Yes, I have a way of expressing things, Hector. That's me. I express things. I'm not going to hide out. And, I mean, if Bernard wants to send in an email or anybody else, please feel free. I certainly will take whatever they're putting in the email and and I respond to it. Okay, well, that's all very good. That's very good. Um... Anyway, listen, yes, we mentioned um, Comoros. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Now, this also features because we have a new manager joining the Arkham Avengers Fantasy Football League. They will be coming coming in in game week eight and they come from there. And look, can we give a shout out to the manager and we welcome Devon to the league. And I mean, listeners, if anybody else out there, and I think we've already discussed this, lads, you don't have to be a professional. You could be maybe listening to the show and decide, you know what? I might stick a team in for the crack and see what goes on. See what Eamon or Hector has to say. Look, there's no problem with that. You know, we look upon new managers very favorably here. You know, some of our more experienced managers should be doing things. Anyways, Eamon, Eamon, what I'm saying here is that we're going to close the window to join this league. We're going to, we're going to close it down a game week nine. So if there's any managers or any listeners who are looking or would like to join, all you have to do, send an email to... Arkham Avengers FFPL at gmail.com. We'll reply to you with the link and the code, and you'll be able to join. And that's it. And as I said, we're going to close it now from game week nine on. I think it would be only fair at that point, wouldn't it? Well, probably, yeah, it probably would be. You know, you hardly want somebody coming in midway through the season and suddenly, you know, upsetting the apple cart here. Well, look, we, look. And and you know something, it might be no harm for some of our managers to realise that we have listeners and listeners who are joining. We're getting a great traction so we are on Twitter as well. And I think I think it's all doing well and it it it's good, isn't it, Hector? Yeah, it, it is very good. Uh, you know, I always say the listeners are what make us 
tick. They listen to us. They come back every week and that's it, you know. Also on the show, we have another interview with one of our managers. Yes, I'm going to be talking to the manager, Blightsome Squad, and I'll be having a chat with them to see what they picked up last season what have they planned for this season so far oh look that's very good i'm looking forward to that this is going to be good yeah we had jerry um a couple of weeks ago so it's nice to see that we have another manager here um hopefully some of our other managers will join would they well we put the word out we can only ask them if they want to be interviewed there's no problem with that there can i say one thing here uh, you know and our listeners might be interested in this is that you know last year we only had one female manager and this year, we have three. I think that's very good to see the female managers joining. You know, Hector, you raise a good point there. It is good to see. You know, it's nice to see that, you know, pardon the pun, there's a bit of a level playing pitch here. You know, we have the female managers in and we have the male managers. It is good to see. And I was just thinking before the show, and I think we're discussing with Eamon there, that, you know, when you're looking at the managers this year and our listeners, there's a family feel to the show. You know, although some of our listeners, they may not be involved in fantasy football leagues, or, or you know, they mightn't be involved in any league. They mightn't be even thinking about putting something together. However, they're on a journey with us and with our managers week in, week out to see how things are going and where we're all going to end up. And I'd just like to thank you, Eamon, and you, Hector, our managers in the league and our listeners for being with us on this journey. Thank you. It's very nice and uh, it's a pleasure to be on this journey. And it's interesting to see how our managers get on. Yeah, I'm very pleased, you know, and I always say a big shout out, you know, to... Uh, all our listeners, a big shout out to listeners up in Monaghan and Scott's house. Our listeners, uh, go a big shout out to, to over in Swords, over in Dublin as well, you know. Very good, thank you. And to Clear Galway, I think there's new listeners over there in, in Clear Galway. Yeah. Thumbs up, high five. Eamon, as you said, we have no game week football on this week. The international breaks on place and game week 8 is going to be starting on Saturday. Can I come back to a comment that you had in our last show? And you were talking about the big hitters, especially the big hitters up front. That got me thinking, are some of the players really not performing like you'd expect them to be? And does this leave managers having to consider using their wild card for game week 8? And also trying to determine what players to select on their teams? Yeah, well, I did say that, that the big hitters are not performing. And I mean, when you look last week at Lukaku, Ronaldo and Antonio, they didn't really do much. They didn't perform. They were a disappointment and a letdown. Now, for me, if I was a manager, I'd be concerned about that sort of result, that sort of performance, the impact that they're having. And I think, you know, when you have to look at these forwards, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Lukaku for a start. Now, this guy is priced at 11.7 million. He's played six matches so far. He's managed 29 points. He's played a whopping 540 minutes. And he's only got three goals to show for. Now, that's a lot of money to put out for a guy. When you think about the like of Antonio for West Ham, he costs 8 million. He has 49 points. He's pretty much played the same amount of time. I think there's a couple of minutes in it. And he has five goals and he has four assists. Now, that's a player that's sending a return. Now, okay, he didn't have a great week the other week, but overall, he's performing. Even Vardy, I think he's been slow to get going. But Vardy, even for 10.5 million, again, he has 40, 48 points. He's in around that point. He has six goals and one assist. Even the guy from Newcastle, Alan St. Maxim. Now, some people are writing this guy off, but he's worth 6.8 million. He has 37 points and two goals and three assists. And... You know, I think managers are going to have to 
sit back here. And as I said this before, with the international break, this is going to give managers an opportunity to breed and say, is, are these players doing it for me? There's a guy who's taken my fancy here. It's He Chan Huang. He's playing for Wolves. Oh yeah, I've heard you mention about him earlier on. Yeah, this guy is worth 5.6 million. He's only played four matches. He's played a few matches less than Lukaku. He's 24 points. He's three goals now. Our buddy Ronaldo, and he's coming in at a whopping 12.6 million. He's played four matches and he only has the 22 points and three goals. Now, you tell me which one of those guys is worth the money. Well, I suppose like you'd have to weigh it up. I mean, it's a lot of money to put out there, isn't it? It's a lot of money. And if you're not getting a result out of that investment, you're going to have to start trimming fat off there. Hector, would you agree on this? I would. I think you are right, Eamon. I think there was a lot of hype with Lukaku coming in, the Ronaldo coming in. And if I can just carry on here, I think yeah, you have to say these guys, for the big money, they are not really doing any much there, so they're not. Now, we'll have to have to take in their fixtures and see who have better. Some people will say that Chelsea going to have better run. That's not going to really mean that this guy Lukaku is going to do good. He, he kind of gone a little bit off the boil. And he's also picked up a bit of a muscle injury. Is a doubt he maybe he might even feature this weekend. Yeah, there is that as well. Like, you know, you want to have that sort of money sitting on the bench. Now, of course, if you haven't got a wild card, you're kind of stumped. Well, yeah, you're kind of stumped, all right. Well, you might have your free hit. And you might have been smart enough to keep a transfer or two. And if you have, well, you have one transfer anyway. And if you have kept another transfer, you could do a little bit of uh, chopping and changing. People are going to play wild cards. People are going to lose points because people are going to have to make changes. Hmm. Hector, I see you're looking to come in there. What is it that you want to add here? I want to pick up something. Uh, Eamon say, you know, the Ronaldo come in. I, 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 if I move from the forward to the midfield, I want to say that for, you know, I don't think any of us are going to argue. Salah, he is the main standout player. Yeah, indeed. He is located, he is, like he's 70 points. He is, he's, he's leading the way back there. Um, but what I want to say is, when do you, I look here and I see that from game week one to three, Fernandez and Greenwood were doing business. But the Ronaldo came in game week four. These guys have not been doing anything. In fact, the Greenwood, if I'm right, he was scoring game week one, two and three. When the Ronaldo come in, he stopped scoring. Yeah, that is right. Hector's onto something here. Hector, good man. Yeah, the Ronaldo effect, I think, is a, is, is impacting on Man United because Greenwood has actually shut down and doesn't seem to be doing anything at the moment. And Fernandez is the same. And I think that the arrival of Ronaldo has set an unlevel balance in the team. Now, can they get that balance back? I think that probably Skolskar tried to get some of the balance back when he had Ronaldo on the bench. This could be a big factor. This We could see this a lot more. Really? You think so? I think so, yeah. Okay. So when you're in the midfield right there, right, okay, you're going to have to have Salah. I think it's agreed. Like, you need to have Salah in the team. Where are you going from there? Well, for me, I think that, and people who going to laugh at this, I think the Sani San at 10.1 million isn't a bad run. He's got 42 points so far. He's got three goals and two assists. Now, I think he's performing and he's going to do well there. Another guy, and this is a guy I would be putting down as, you know, a star player to get in, is Sar from Watford. So Sar is the star, is that right? Yeah, that's right, yeah. He's going to be this there. Look, he's, he's 6.3 million, but he has 40 points and four goals. You weigh him up against Fernandez. He was 11.8 million and only has 38 points. And he has four goals and one assist. My money is on Sarah. Greenwood like it, I'm going to say. He's 7.6 million. He only has 36 points. And he's just stopped. Three goals and one assist. These guys are just not uh, hitting the mark and not performing. Hector. 
Hector, is there any other midfielders you'd be looking at? I like Conor Gallagher from uh, Crystal Palace. He is, the, he is around 5.7 million. He has 34 points. You know, he has two goals and two assists. And a guy I am really, really impressed with is Andros Townsend from Everton. Ah, yeah, this guy is good. I like this guy. Townsend is worth around 5.6 million. And he has 43 points. He had three goals and two assists. Yeah, now that's the guy you want to have on your team. That guy doing the business not like some of those other sunshine lads who are not coming out to play here okay Jesse Lingard isn't doing much this season is he no he's not doing anything uh like I think he's you know when you look at last season he had 106 points nine goals and five assists I think he's featured in something like three matches 14 minutes and has two goals it's criminal that he's not playing more I think he just needs to say to Manu let me get out let me get to a team he, he might you know Somebody like Newcastle might come in for him now. Mm, true, it have been, you know, there's a takeover and everything there. They might come in from. Can I ask, what about the fella Decore from Everton? Would he be one now that you'd be interested in? Yeah, he's 5.7 million, isn't he? That's right, he's 5.7 million and he's, uh, he's 43 points. Two goals and four assists there. Like, you, you guys have spoken about getting the assists. Yeah, we have, yeah. It's the assists are the important factors. Scoring goals is important as well. What about the defence side of things there? Oh, by the way, hold on. Nobody mentioned anything about Man City. What are you, are you, have you forgotten about them or what's the story? And look, uh, Man City, they're like a Pandora's box at the moment. You wouldn't know what was going on there. Grealish is about the only one who's played consistently. But he only has 26 points about. Like, for the amount of money that he's worth, and he's going down on price. I think, in fairness, I'd stay away from, from Man City midfielders definitely probably until about game week 12 or 13 at that point i'd say pep knows what he's doing or what he wants to do, do you think you, hold on a second are you trying to say that pep doesn't know what he's doing at the moment i don't think he does i think he's rotating and putting in you know guys there i mean he had torres as i was saying before he's a good player and he hasn't featured in a couple of matches like what's the problem there with him nothing i, I think him and right you know I think there's a little bit too, and Chelsea, uh, you know, also a team that could be doing this as well. Mm, okay, so there are two teams that you'd be saying, mm, I'd watch out slightly. Well, I would only say if you're going to select a Man City player or midfielder, you, you're going to have to do a lot of thinking, will he play or not? So anyway, the defenders then. But for me, I think Cancelo from Man City is a player that you should be looking to get into your team. He's 44 points at the moment. He's played six of the matches. He's two assists and five clean sheets. Alonso and Chelsea was doing fairly well, nothing in game week 7. He had 39 points, but he had a goal and assist. I still think he's probably worth a punt. Uh, one guy who's really impressing me is Janssen from Brentford. At 4.6 million, he has 38 points, he has 3 assists and 3 clean sheets. And Brentford are now showing to the rest of the league that there's a fight with this team. And I like the look of them there. And I mean, I suppose Shane Duffy, Brighton, like he, he's not doing too bad. Like he's reasonable at 4.3 million, isn't he? And he's it's 35 points, isn't it? And a goal. I think he's an assist and three clean sheets. Yeah, I think he is worth a punt. Yeah, he'd be a good player to have on there. Mm. Okay. And there's a lot of talk about Alexander Arnold. Like he's seven and a half million. Is he worth? Like a lot of people say that they want immunity. Is he worth it? Well, this is what I'm wondering. He has 35 points from five matches. He's two assists and he has three clean sheets. Is he worth it? He's 
he's a little bit pricey but i suppose if you're a manager and you think yeah i'd like him in the team then like that's what you want all right okay there's a player that i thought is probably not a bad player i don't know what you think lads is um sergio reglon from spurs he's 5.1 million like he's not a bad player either is he he's about 30 points one assist on three clean sheets i think like spurs had a bit of a bad spell but they've settled themselves now would he be a player now you'd factor him in? yeah he's certainly worth a go i think dyer is also quite good um so either one of those would work there. All right. Now then when you're talking about the goalkeepers, who would be your go-to goalkeeper? Well, for me, I will go for Edison. Man City's what, six million, but he had 35 points and five clean sheets. Very good. I will have him. You probably also then be thinking about um, Hugo Lloris from Spurs. And he is cheaper, 5.5 million, but he had 35 points as well three clean sheets hmm. amen yeah either one of those goalkeepers are quite good i'd also think about allison from liverpool i know he's in around six million he has 35 points i think he's four clean sheets so he's worth a look and like you can't forget about rea from brantford he's 30 points but he's still a bargain at 4.6 million and as i said they're a team that are showing a bit of a bite at the moment all right okay so there be sort of the players that you'll be looking to maybe think about bringing in for game week eight if you could yeah, certainly. I'd be considering those players. All right, okay. Now, with the the fixtures coming up, what are the teams that you'll be looking at thinking they're worth a look and maybe some of their players are worth bringing in? Well, I certainly think Brentford are there. Chelsea look like they'll have a nice run. Leeds are not going to have a bad run either. And it was interesting that, uh, you know, they managed to turn their season around a little bit. They've had a very rocky start, but they did get a win. They've had an international break. It would be nice to see them coming back with a win. And going on a run and if they go on a run they have a nice few fixtures Southampton are there Wolves and Arsenal are there also and you know, I think Everton and Brighton are there as well and Norwich so that pretty much leaves the, the other teams that you wouldn't be really factoring in or who Hector you going to step in here well you know I think Man United have a few tricky uh, fixtures coming up Man City have two uh, as well as Liverpool and Spurs and, and Watford Okay, so but that's well what you're you're saying there with the like of uh Watford. So would that now be putting out that what's that fatty Wakon Sar? Isn't he Watford? You wouldn't be bringing him in. So no, you mightn't bring him in, but like, you might bring him in as well. Like just saying to be fixtures you'd be wary about. Alright, okay. Well listen, that's very interesting there. Now, okay, our next guest is back for their second season as a manager. Last season was their first year to join the Arkham Avengers Fantasy Football Premier League, and it's a pleasure to welcome Flightsome Squad's manager, Gronya. Gronya, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. It's very nice. Thank you for taking out uh, some of your time. I know you'll be quite busy and you should join us here. Now, as I said there, 2020-21 was your first time as a manager. And as a manager, your job, of course, is managing week in, week out, selecting players, choosing your captain, your vice captain, dealing with all of the substitutions that go along, the injuries that come in there. When you look back at last season, how do you feel you cope? Well, overall, I don't think I had a bad first season. At one point or another, I held first, second, third and fourth position and I finished the season in fourth place. So I have been informed by some of the more seasoned managers in the league that fourth isn't a bad uh, finish for, for my first season. Um, I, I certainly came into fancy football um, last year with very little knowledge of the Premier League itself and absolutely no knowledge of fantasy football. So I was, uh, I, yeah, I was happy enough with my overall performance for a first timer. Yeah, not too bad at all, I'd have to say. 
And yeah, look, it we think it was an achievement. You did lead for quite a long time there, and finishing fourth for your first season, I think Eamon and Hector would agree. You didn't do a bad job at all on it there. You mentioned, of course, like when you talk about joining the league and the knowledge of it there, did you find that, of course, depending on the level of knowledge you have, it could hinder how you were making decisions, how you were approaching the game as such? I suppose, yes, it could. I suppose for myself, um, I feel I've learned lots from last year um, coming into the, the, this new season now this year. Um Oh, that was what I've learned. I learned um, that your team, they're only as good as their last performance, I suppose, between injuries to star players, uh, rotating players in some Premier League teams. And um, yeah, I suppose the one thing I found is there really is no such thing as finding the perfect squad um, and that the team that may bring you points in abundance one week, well, they could forget to come out of the changing rooms the following week. So for me... Keeping an eye on your team each week, um, I suppose the even before a game week commences, works best f- for me myself. Uh, and you can check then if, if you have any injured players or, or make some changes if needed. I suppose another area I also I suppose, have much more understanding about um, this season is the whole area of the chips. This is something that I was clueless about last year. And I really learned lots as well from your dedicated episode explaining the chips. So thanks for that. And, and tell the lads I said... Thanks as well. Oh, we will. Uh, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm supposed that the extra knowledge uh, will stand to me this year. And to be honest, I, I also learned not to take it all too seriously. Uh, I, I've enjoyed the fantasy football throughout the lockdown last year. I enjoy watching how my, my team perform and how all all of the other teams, how they are performing. And I, re- I really enjoy the game week analysis now from yourself and the panel, uh, who may, I add, have much to offer with regards guidance and advice for newer managers like myself and um, I know I mentioned there your episode and how to get the most from your chips but yeah I have to say there's there's a, always a little nugget or two in each episode so thank you to, to yourself and, and Eamon and Hector and that as well. Oh you're most welcome um, yeah there's certainly nuggets all right there are two nuggets most of the time that join the show there. <laughs> I have to say, especially when Hector goes off on one there talking about baking cakes the last time. Um, anyway, we'll move on here. So, as I said, you you finished fourth last season. You had a respectable 2,078 points. And for a first-time manager, look, it's acknowledged by us here in the studio. And I'd say the other fellow managers in the league would also agree. You know, that's a successful season, so it is. Should managers now really be trying to identify a cheap or a mid-range player. Like, you you put your team together here now at the moment, and you're trying to balance the lads in and out there. Is there a market? There must be a market, is there, for a mid-to-cheap-ranged player to get to fit them in there, one who might actually perform a bit? It has been extremely difficult putting a decent performing team together with the huge hike in price for some players. I suppose like like Salah is 12.6 million, I think, and Lukaku is around 11, 11.6 million, both of whom I have on my team. And I believe Lukaku is currently injured at the moment as well. And then you have the like of like Ronaldo and, and Kane, both 
I think are, are in and around or over 12 million. And I do, I, I feel, to be honest, I think they're very much overpriced based on the recent performances as well. Like at least Salah is being uh, much more consistent this season and is scoring goals and providing assists as well. So yeah, the price the price rise is definitely a huge challenge when putting a team together. Um, and it's not getting any easier with the, the, the so-called overpriced star players. And then they're just not performing. And, and there's, there's very little left, I suppose, to, to buy other players from the, the 100 million budget uh, when these players are, are I suppose they're, they're draining the pot. Yeah, yeah, true, true. I'd say the lads would agree with you there on that. To be honest, especially for newer managers, it takes a little while to to find those players. I suppose you go look and to see, and we all assume that those that cost that bit more should be performing, you know, for you, that they will bring in the points for you. So it takes a little bit more time and effort, if you like, to go look and to see those kind of mid-range priced players but by far when you find those nuggets and you, and you look at the points I suppose and see never mind the price who is actually bringing in the most points each week and they're the ones to, to kind of look at and and also I suppose something I did learn as well is to look at their who are they playing and which are the, the supposedly easier games for them and uh, and then maybe look at those lower priced uh, players. Now seven game weeks have been played so far to date currently you have 375 points. Toboggers 6 are in first place and they have 452. So there's, you know, there isn't a big gap there. There is a gap, but it's not overall a huge, unassailable gap there. And the overall leader of the Fantasy Football Premier League stands at 569. Where would you like to see your team when another seven game weeks have passed and we're starting into game week 15? Ooh, (laughs) good question. That's why I've asked it. Our listeners want to know here now. Put, putting me on the spot now. Um, ah, look, I'd like to see myself in, in the top five, I suppose, really. Last season, Robbie, Jerry and, and the spoofer himself, as, as Eamon calls him. Now, look, look, we leave him aside one moment here. That, that fella just gets too much mention at the moment. Ah, uh, terrible a bit. Um, well, I suppose they, they were the main competitors towards the end, anyway, of the, of the season, I suppose. And um, But this this season, there's a quite a few new managers there. And uh, yeah, they're, they're shaking things up a little bit. And uh, a number of returning managers as well that are performing well, too. So, well, we don't know how things are going to, to progress. Like, you, you've uh, Raglan Road, there's there's Legion 11. They're, they're two new managers who are performing particularly well uh, so far this evening, so this season. Sorry, So, it is difficult to say where anyone will be placed come game week 15 really yeah i do i do think it'll 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 be very close uh, and i wouldn't rule out anyone of the teams uh, at this point being in the top five come the end of the season uh, like you have is it Laf- lafayette lions uh, they started i think it was a week after the rest of us I yeah and yeah. like they're currently in i think it's 11th position or something like that and, and they're rising so everyone has, has every chance of reaching the top spots in, in the Arkham Avengers League um, as for game week 15 uh, do I really have to answer do I? <laughs> I Our listeners probably would like to know uh, what, what your aspirations I mean are you going to try would you like to see I suppose the question would here is here would you like to see yourself in first or second place going into game week 15? Well I, I think Look, I think there'll be a bit more movement on the table over the next few weeks. I, I do believe that. Um, I am hoping to hold my current fifth place position. And, and sure, who knows, I may even climb up at the table a little bit, like I suppose we said I finished fourth last season. So it would be nice to stay in the top four or five. But um, as I said, it's, it's very competitive this year. And I suppose only time will tell where, where I land. I suppose in, in the meantime, I'll just um, continue to have some fun and of course keep tuning into the, to the wise words of, of yourself and the, and the panel to help me out. 
along the way as well. And she, we'll see where I land. We'll do our best. We'll do our best. Well, listen, Grania, thank you very much, as I said, for joining us, for giving up your time to have a, a chat. I hope that our listeners are going to go away and take something from listening to a manager who is still relatively new. I know we spoke to Jerry a couple of weeks ago and Jerry's a seasoned manager as such. But for a listener who might be thinking of putting in a team or maybe they have joined and this is their first season, I think that they'll come away and they'll have picked up something from your experience. And for that, we say thank you very much. Well, thank you. I, I hope so. Not at all. Uh, it has been very enjoyable. Very good. And look, we wish you all the best. And we hoped that, uh, you know, you're going to put a good run together. And who knows, you could be lifting the trophy at the end of the season or you could be one of the medal winners for second or third place. We'll see. A fine trophy it is too. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. It'll, it'll take a lot to knock Jerry off though. Never say never is what they say. Gronya, as I said, thank you very much for joining us. Have a good day and good luck with Game Week 8. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. Well now, lads, that was an interesting interview. Do you think? Yeah, I have to say it was a very interesting interview. Um, it's nice to actually hear the man. Yeah, do, you do that. Yeah, a second. You get a chance to get a, a word in here, Edry, so you will, Hector. I know you will, yeah. I get word in all right. Hector, Hector. Lads, lads, hold on a second. Eamon, you were saying about... Hearing the managers. Yeah, it's nice to hear the, man, the managers, you know. We see them week in, week out. And, you know, you see them making changes to their team. Kind of get an insight into some of the managers. That's right, you get to look into the whole lot of them. Yeah, hold on a second, Hector. I'm just talking here, if you can just hold on a moment. Yeah, that's fine, yeah, you, you go ahead and talk. I talk after you. Thank you, thank you, Hector. But, yeah, it is nice. It's interesting to get an insight into the manager, discussing what they've learned, what they're doing. Also, you know, how they think that they're, they're going to perform. Or, you know, you always get little nuggets of information. I think it's very interesting. I find it interesting. I like to hear the managers. Now, Hector, talk away. Thank you, Eamon. Yeah, I want to say, you know, I always find that when you hear a manager talking, you can hear the enthusiasm. It's infectious when you hear it there. It makes you think you say, oh gosh, I wish I put team in there. So I do. Nice to hear it. I wonder, we want to have any more managers. You have maybe manager next month? Well, we don't know yet. I mean, I have, I, I did put it out for some managers if they wanted to be interviewed. Now, it hasn't come to fruition at the moment. That's not to say that we won't have an interview. We'll certainly do our best for our listeners. I tell you something. If you can do this, I'd be really impressed. If you could get the spoofer on and interview him. Now, that's a guy I'd like to, in fact, I'd like to interview him. Oh, now, Eamon, I think perhaps maybe if you're running the show sometime, you can start that interview with yourself because I'd say there'd be fireworks going there constantly. Oh, I tell you something. I was a bone with, uh, what they say, oh, a, a bowl of crisp pop- popcorn. I used to back and listen. I think it'd be laugh a minute or would be... The the, heck, the, the, the the Hector would just lie here, have a roll around floor with him and trying to interview Spoofer. Can you understand how he go around? Yeah, listen, I, this would be a good one. I, no, 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 no. I don't know about that now. But look, um, we'll see if we can get some other managers. No, no, you got to try and get the Spoofer. Come on, you've got to do it. If the listener, listeners, if you want to hear the Spoofer, that's right. Okay, okay. I think before we all get overexcited here and before Hector starts going off making popcorn, I think we'll start to wrap it up. <laughs> Look, Boofer, if you're listening, I'd like to interview you. I can't interview Hector, will Hector, I'll give you the questions. Uh, Eamon, are you good to my own questions? You will look after your own interview. All right, okay, that's enough. Okay, once again, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. And again, we thank Gronya, the manager of Blightsome Squad, for taking time out for the interview earlier on there. And we'll be back next week with a review of 
game week eight see what's happening as i said we have a new manager joining we might have another uh, manager in before the game week nine closure comes about and if we don't we have we have 15 managers we'll work with that won't we it's time we will we work with us and then it's great it's great be nice to see what this new manager does no pressure on them no no pressure on them at all there okay lads thanks very much for coming in you're welcome always a pleasure to be here yeah, thank you very much nice to be here yeah you, you look forward to coming back next week and uh, i say uh, ciao to everyone all right okay and listeners once again thank you for joining us on today's show if you want to get in contact with us drop us an email Arkham Avengers, FFPL at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Just do a search for us on there, Arkham Avengers. And we're also on Twitter. Our handle on Twitter is at Arkham Avengers. And if you want to follow us, send us a message there. Feel free. So until the next time, thank you. Take care wherever you are and have a good day. <laughs>